kids Come join us at the corner Of the round table So the Melbourne Cup is back. It's uh, can't. It's been a pretty quick year. It feels like we were only doing this not too long ago. Yeah, I was. I was in Mornington Peninsula at our Airbnb there, and I remember you making the call at night. Yeah, I was in a Airbnb in Newcastle actually. Yeah. So both both abroad now, both back at home. Yeah, there we go. Now, um, exciting time. Um, what do you What do you feel? How are you feeling about the race this year? Um, I feel like it's 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 a really good race, and I I just love the different angles that are coming in with all the different horses and form lines, particularly that favourite that we've spoken about, yeah. um, like in private. Like it's it it comes from a hurdling background, and now it's running on the flat, and like it's super interesting to have a horse like that. And then we've got a horse like Gold Trip, who's run fourth in a in an arc, has won our Melbourne Cup, is placed in in two Caulfield Cups, and then has been unlucky in Cox plates. And then you've got a, a horse like Vow and Declare who's who was pretty much um gone at one point after winning our Melbourne Cup. And then you've got a horse like Sulcum who was like the new boom stayer who absolutely flopped in his second prep. So I think there's a lot of different angles here. And then we've got obviously the the standard stayers that go around all the time. So it's it's an exciting race and um I'm intrigued to see where you where your thoughts lie with it, to be honest. Yeah, well, I think it always makes it more interesting when you've got one of these Raiders that's really highly touted coming over yeah. here for this, I think. I, I don't think feel like we had that last year, did we? It felt, felt like no. a lot more, there, you know, there wasn't this hot favourite from overseas in it. I can't. No. And and then the year before we had what incentivised was the hot favourite. That's right. started with a two in front of his name. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and yeah, that was a great race, that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I look. I'm kind of thinking it's not as open as say it was last year, but you know, you, who knows? You, you're leaning towards a more one to two horse, um, I guess race. I am, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. I'm intrigued to get you there as well. We'll do a thing like I think the rails in the two meter position, so not much further out than what it was at Derby Day yesterday. Um, I think it'll be playing pretty fairly. Now, if we can get a little bit of rain, it'll be nice. But obviously, with these firm depths, with good El, El Nino, it's really hard for horses to make up ground from right outside the back. So I think that'll play um, a bit of a role, particularly in those early races, to see where the horses are making up ground. So just keep an eye on that. I think there's some storms expected on the in the afternoon of the, the carnival, but I don't think it's going to deliver a great deal of rain. Okay. Um, interesting fact, no horse has ever won from barrier 18 in 153 <laughs> runnings of the, of the, of the Melbourne Cup, Nothing has won from barrier 18. Really? Yeah. Who's got 18? Oh, breakup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it's probably so, not going to be the day, is it? No, well, let's, let's wait and see. And then, um, 34 of, a, of the last 153 runnings have been won by the favourite, all right? And the favourite has featured in the top three 46% of the time. 
So for those playing trifectas, um, I would be, and first fours, I'd be putting for Bourne in, even if you're not really super keen on it. Oh, yeah, you'd be mad not to. Um, yeah. See, we we penned gold, well, I penned gold trip last year. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people did. Yeah, that was that was wild. Um, who was favourite last year? Do you remember? Um, I know without a fight was there. Realm of Flowers was really in the market as well. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who ended up being favourite because it changed a bit, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think yeah, uh, it was uh, yeah. Without a fight, that's right. Remember the rain came. Yeah. Oh, Dover Legend. Remember the? I think it was a French or UK. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then and then Montefilia was met with market support as well, and without a fight as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Well, um, how do you want to go through this? Do you want to just go runner well, by runner? I reckon we do a runner by runner, and then if you if you want to talk up about something or we'll talk on things, I'll rule out a quite a few horses who I don't think will will see it out. So it probably won't be a super in-depth two-hour runner-by-runner. Yeah, cool. Cool, yeah. We'll just brush but, past a couple. Yeah. Do you want to just do an arm in, like, running number? Yeah, let's do that. All right. So we'll touch on Gold Trip first. So won this race last year, as we're well aware, carrying the 57.5 kilos. So now he jumps up to the 58.5, and the only horse in recent times to carry 58 kilos or more and win a Melbourne Cup was Maccabi Diva. Okay? Um, he's arguably in better form than he was last year, and you could probably agree with me on that. Yeah, I think so. Um, he does lose uh, Zara, obviously. He's jumped off the ride without a fight, but he does get J-Mac, which is a huge plus. He does love Flemington. Mate, can you hear all that noise upstairs? No, I can't hear anything. Okay, sweet. Yeah, because Noel's carrying on. Um, he loves the Fle- he loves Flemington, and if there's a bit of rain, uh, rain around and and the ground does get soft, I think he'll be his chances will certainly be boosted. Obviously, he's one from two at the distance, two from three at the track. He's got. I think there's there's like this rumor. Or I wouldn't say a rumor, but there's like a a training thing that a lot of trainers of stays look to when leading up to a, a Melbourne Cup, and they want 10,000 metres of races in the legs before they do it. So yeah. Gold Trip's sitting at 8,500 metres of racing in his legs leading up to this. Yeah. Now, to be honest, I think he's right up to this race in his eyeballs, even carrying the 58.5 kilos, because I think with the way that the handicap is now in modern day, I think he actually is better off than those lightweight horses because if you're looking at his his rating he should be carrying 60 plus kilos yeah. but they'll never they'll never let a horse run with 60 and a half kilos just because of the dangers for it yeah oh look i think um definitely in a 3200 meter race especially the melbourne cup the weight is never is never good like he honestly yeah the, the, well, they, but i but yeah i gotta say as well especially with how he handled that 57 last year. I don't know if I see it slowing him down too much, to be honest. See, I'm the same. The only thing that I see, well, there's two things. The first thing I see is barrier two. Mm. Now, this could be a positive or this could be a negative. Does J-Mac kick him up and have him sitting in the first 10? And then he's essentially, he's got Verborn's back or one of those other horses behind him? Or... Does he flop out the back and not jump on even terms? And then he's pretty much out of the race with the way that the this firm track is playing. 
Yeah, I mean, I I don't think you'd I wouldn't think you'd want to go back from that inside barrier. I don't think he will. Is and to be honest, J Mac's too smart to just flop him out the back over this race. Like I'd love for him to just jump on even terms, get in with a bit of cover, sit one off the fence. So I don't know who he's going to sit one off, who's going to kick up underneath him, but I just love him to sit one off and then just I would guess go for those gaps maybe. Yeah, he needs to just get a bit of room and so he can have that big finish. Yeah, he's, so I think I, I think he's a ripping job. I think he'll actually drift. I think he'll get better than the $6 come race day. Yep, okay. Because I think your big syndicates and a lot of those kind of – because we know how much those big money players chime in on the Melbourne Cup, all those big millionaires and stuff like that. So I expect him to start um, a bit longer in the market, maybe around the 8, maybe 8.50 mark. Um, Alan Kirk, yeah, I think it will be. I'll, I'll be, I'll be having a little bit on him at around that mark because I'll be with the connection. So if I don't have anything on, I think it'll be bad luck. Yeah, of course. I um, yeah, I think I'm going to make him one of my bets as well. Interesting. I, I, I had you penning him. No, I just, I just think he, the way he's been finishing off pretty much every race this prep. Yeah, he just looks like he's going to have a crack at it. I reckon. And I just think his setup this year, he just looks so much better in his racing this year than he did last year. And he only he only gets a kilo additional, which really isn't that much when we think about it. No. No, I think he can handle it. I reckon he's gonna have a big finish. As long as it but like, you know, like you said, as long as J Mac doesn't get him trapped on the fence or anything, he just needs to have it he just needs to be able to have a go, I think. He just needs a bit of luck in running, I think, is his big thing. Yeah, which is a massive thing in this race too. Hundred percent, big field, twenty-four horses. That's that's certainly going to be a challenge. Yeah. Um. So yeah, number two, Alan Kerr. I don't think it has a chance. But no, no. at the same time, when I'm looking at this, I want it to get a run because this is Ollie's last last Melbourne Cup, and the horse has got a um a stone bruise or, or something. Oh yeah, the stone bruise. Yeah, it's got a stone bruise. So they were going to look at it tomorrow morning and the and the morning leading up. But who knows? They might put on some some sort of shoe to to reduce the discomfort maybe or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, it'd be a real shame to set, to not see Ollie go around in this. It really would. 100%, 100%. Now with this horse, I think it's rightly 61 bucks. I think it's more 101 to be honest. Now it's never gone beyond two and a half um, thousand meters. It was quite plain in that Mooney Valley cut behind future history bound declare. And even Shiraz who's longer at longer in, in the market than it. I just, I just don't think it's a chance. Even with like it's it's second heaviest weight or it's second top weight. Yeah, I know. For a horse that's done absolutely nothing here, like I know he's got some form lines in Europe, which would really stack up. But I just don't think he's settled into Australia, and I don't think I think he's a, um, I don't think he's the horse he was in Europe. No, very hard to like anything about him. Yeah. Um, number three without a fight. Number three. Now, obviously, he's had a huge prep. He was awesome in that Underwood. He then went to the Caulfield Cup and absolutely killed it. So I think he's building up really nicely to this race. Obviously, Zara's opted to to ride him instead of um, Gold Trip. Now, there is a little bit of a worry with Barrier 16 because mm. how far back is he actually going to be? Because if you, if you look at this speed map, 
you've got you're going to likely have serpentine from barrier one kicking up you're then going to have military mission and magical lagoon probably there future history will roll in from out wide and wouldn't surprise me that for them to kick up right you are as well so like and you've even got like break up there and bound um break up there and then i don't know who else like there's quite a few horses that will kick up so he could be potentially shuffled quite far back if he doesn't jump really really nicely yeah and it's gonna and he's gonna be having to come wide around them i think correct i think his position in in run is not going to be beneficial for the way that i think the race is going to pan out and the other thing is i know like everyone's going to be saying that good deck is going to be great for him and i'm not going to disagree with that but I don't think he's going to be as good over 3,200 metres as people think he will be. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the concern, obviously, the barrier and, and the trip. Um, I think he's going really well at the moment. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's, if he's in the finish. Um, but I think yeah. he needs probably a fair bit of luck from out there. I think he does too. Like I went back and watched a lot of his runs in Europe and he was really good. I just still think that the mile and a half is his best trip. And yeah. I think like he won, he won a listed race over 2,800 meters there at um, York. Um, well, he's won two of them actually. Um, and he was good over there, but it's, that's still an extra 500 meters of 300 meters. I'm um, sorry, 400 meters that he's still got to run. And those were in much weaker races than this. Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to have him with any confidence. I think. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I won't. Uh, as much as I love the horse, I think it's a great horse. I won't be. Um, I won't be backing him to win. I think. I think. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's going to be like you said, fighting out the finish. But I just don't have him winning it. No. Now, number four, break up. Uh, now, break Japanese up. Horse, yeah. Obviously, the Japs are doing so well in world racing at the moment. They're winning everything big. They just won the Golden Eagle yesterday, obviously, with that Oban Buramai, who, to be honest, was, I think I looked it up, there's the 25th ranked three-year-old last year in Japan. So they've sent out someone who's like mediocre, and he's come out and just won our our biggest four-year-old race. So pretty interesting. Um, He did do some really late sectionals, and it was probably one of the best rides of the day from Josh Parr. But... You can't. You can never rule out the Japanese, and I think the way that this race sets up is a lot better than what the Caulfield Cup was going to do for him. Because mm. I think with the way that the the amount of horses that are probably going to roll forward from in this race is going to set up quite a fast and brutal tempo, which is exactly what he kind of wants. The only thing we've got to look at is Barrier 18. Where's he? Excuse me. Where's he going to end up in that map? And again, he's got the Barrier 18 curse. Yeah, the barrier eighteen curse. Yeah, so I, that's um, a bit yeah. of a concern. Yeah, look, I, I don't, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit worried about him running a running a place or a top four, but I'm considering leaving him out of my multiples. Really? See, Exotic, I'll probably sorry. put him in. I'll probably put him in for like third or fourth, just because I know he's going to run the trip. Like the the fitness for me isn't the concern with him. It's just whether he's going to be outclassed by better horses. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's what I've got concerns with. Yeah, and you're going to have to put a few minute prices into these exotics if you're going to play them. So maybe possibly one to think about. Yeah. Now, yeah. 
hit the favourite next, uh, Vaborn. Um, yeah. I really like this thing. Yeah, I know you do. So he's had a really unconventional kind of approach to this. Now, Willie Mullins came out and said that this was his Melbourne Cup horse 18 months ago. So I've read a lot of reports that he, he like, we know he's a jumper and he's been going through jump, like the jump circuit. But the main reason was that was to build his fitness, but also to keep his handicap rating there. Because if he won a group one jumps race, that's not going to affect his handicap here. Yeah. So what's happening is he's been keeping him on ice and just running him in the right races. And obviously he won that Bally Roan there at, um, what's, what's it called at NAS or what at NAIL, yeah. whatever they call it over there. And that's obviously got him the ticket in this. Now he's really well weighted because he's used to carrying 61 kilos on his flat races and then 75 kilos there in a lot of his jumps races. So yeah. He's certainly not going to be an issue carrying the 55 kilos. He gets arguably the world's best jockey on board. Like, there is a lot to like about him in this race. The thing for me, though, and this is the only concern that I have is, well, I've got a couple of concerns, but they're only very minor, is one, if you go back and watch his track work there at Flemington, um, when he when he did that blistering 400 meters that everyone was getting horny over, mm-hmm. he really got quite jumpy in the mounting yard and a bit hot. Okay. So he didn't seem to handle the Australian side of things. And what I'm worried about is one, it's a 30 degree and hot, humid day on Saturday. Is so it he's probably 30 like, degrees. It's going to be yeah, but 28 to 30 degrees on Saturday on the Tuesday. There's storms predicted, so it's likely to be quite humid. So, and we've got a hundred thousand there in the in the Flemington crowd with a lot of noise and a lot of antics. Mm. Is he going to get a bit fired up? Yeah, wow, that uh, that, just, that heat is concerning for a lot of them. Correct. So he doesn't have that acclimat. He's not climatized here for Australia. And and that day that he did the track work, it wasn't an overly hot day. I think it was like mid to low twenties. So if he's sweating up there, if we've got a humid day, he could really be fired up come come race day. Yeah, indeed. Um, so, so that's my that that's the first concern. And the second concern I have is if you go back and watch, like he, obviously he's he's put on some big margins, and one was to stable mate of turd who we'll touch on. He beat it by seven and a half lengths, but every race that he's been in that I've seen, it's been really slowly run. So what's happened is it's been a typical Euro- European staying race where it's slow and then they take off. Yeah, okay. So if you're if you're in that first half of the field and you've got a decent turn of foot about you, then you're going to be advan like a, it's going to be advantageous for you to over the horses out the back. So my concern is with with the horses that I see leading this race and the brutal tempo that we have is is this something new to him and can he absorb that pressure? I guess we'll find out, but I, I, I certainly can see that he is the favourite and rightly favourite for this race because his form stacks up and his ability stacks up as well. Yeah. Now, when I first put a bet on him, I got him at nines in the yeah. futures, um, and I put it on soon as I read the article with the handicapper um, of the race talking about how he was pretty much saying he was worried about pretty much just handing born uh the race by not handicapping him too much yeah but like like you were saying he they've kind of gone through the right avenues to not get to not be able to get that big weight but it just sounded like the handicapper knew if he 
was you know if he that he was in a bit of a pickle because he could potentially just be sort of handing the race to the horse I think yeah and when and when you're doing those handicaps like one you don't want to scare off European horses coming out here by just like giving it to them but at the same time you don't want to be handing them a race like giving them like 53 and a half kilos or 55 in the Bourne's situation yeah and essentially just give it make it a one horse race yeah so it's 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 a tough one and I I feel sorry for the handicapper when when it comes to that. Yeah, I know. And I and I just feel I honestly thought he was going to get more than 55 after reading that article. So I'm pretty happy with that, but 55 to a horse like this like it might as well be like some of these ones down the bottom carrying 50, I reckon. Mm, I know what you mean. It's um but- yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I really, I really like it. I think he's going to be so hard to beat. But I would, I do not have a good track record in this race. <laughs> and I'd be just, I think the the tip that I can give to all the punters is watch watchracing dot com. So seventy eight on your free to air televisions. And if you see sweat all between his legs and you see him up on his toes, then I'd be a little bit more concerned. Yep. So just, yeah, don't wait. Don't bet now. It's pointless betting now. And don't bet in the morning. Just wait till 15 minutes before the race, unless, of course, you're doing paper tickets in tab, um, because this will give you a good indication about where the horse is at. Yep, for sure. Now, uh, number six, Solcom. So Solcom. So I'll give you, he, I think, is he's one of my top chances. Yeah, okay. So bit of bit of background obviously he's been missing the start in his races which is a bit of a concern but what waller's done i read an article on the punters app or that punters.com waller's been he's been working and and racing in blinkers to sharpen him up but what's happened is he's only seeing other horses go and then he's missing the start so he doesn't he can't see around him so they've taken the blinkers off which is really good the second thing is Joe Marrera is riding ridiculous at the moment. So he's been in Tokyo the last two days and he's ridden 11 winners. Oh, wow. <laughs> in the history of Japanese racing, only one jockey has won more races in a weekend than him. Oh, wow. So, so he's be cleaning up after that. A hundred percent. And then you've got to like how I look at Solcom is I can't get that run. Remember the run that we backed him on um, champions day last year, the 2,600 meter race Mm -hmm. where it absolutely brained them. I can't get that run out of my head. Yeah. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Remember it. It was the queen Elizabeth, the one that, um, well, they've changed the queen's cup near the 2,600 meter race. He won by about two and a half lengths. Yeah. Yeah, it was a huge run. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get that run out of my head. And when you go back and look at his all his racing overseas, he's handled these trips really well. Like he's he's got a blistering figure there at York over two thousand eight hundred meters, beating some good horses. And then you see him do the same thing here. I just think he's primed and ready for this. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. Um it's he is an interesting one. Like they were they had big raps on him back then when we backed him in that race about his um, Melbourne Cup hopes. So, mm. And look, I, I, I honestly, because Betfair offer a really cool thing where you have the rivals, um, you can put two and two, like you can verse horses. Yeah, yeah. So I'm willing to probably take it that I reckon Solcom's going to beat without a fight home. Oh, yeah. What, are, what are you going to get a, for that? 
I think you can probably get about a dollar eighty there without a fight, and about two thirty there for Sulcum. Oh, that's pretty nice. Yeah, so I'm leaning towards that, but I'll wait and see come the day, obviously, because we just want to see what things happen. But I think if Sulcum can jump on even terms, he's got form jockey on, he's got the runs under his belt, he's got form around some absolute elite horses in Gold Trip, West Wind Blows, Romantic Warrior. Um, he's just alligator blood like he's got some just he comes into this race just unbelievable yep i don't mind that i don't mind I think he's, 950 yeah so i think he's a great chance so number seven absurd so absurd is a stable mate to verborn and they met two starts ago um with uh, obviously verborn saluting by seven and a half lengths now, I went back and watched that race, and like I said, it was a really slowly run race. So the Vaughan was pretty much up and gone even before Absurd could even get clear air. So it was really held up on the turn. And then by the – like, Vaughan was four or five lengths there. So finished off really, really nicely in that run, which I was really, really happy about. Um, it then went to a hurdle race, which you could probably forgive it for. It's, it's not really an issue. And it then went to the Ebor. Now the Ebor is a pretty decent race there um, over at York. It's a it's been a relatively decent lead up um, to our Melbourne Cup. Um, I think that was a better indication about the horse's ability, which is great. And I think this horse is a great chance if we get that fast tempo that we're anticipating. Yeah. Okay. So he carried sixty kilos in that last race. Uh, that he he won, and now he's only got fifty three. He's got drops to 53. He's got Zach Purton on board. He's drawn amazingly. So if that horse can jump on even terms, I think it's going to sit just behind this breakneck speed. And I think it's going to be a little closer to um, Verborn than it was last start, that they, well, last start time they met. Okay. So I think he's a ripping chance. Yeah, right. All right. Um, hard for me. I know what you're saying about the tempo, but, God, it's just hard for me to... See him turning the tables after seven lengths. I know what you mean. I just don't know. I don't know. I can't. I feel like I can't be with the born like I am, and then be with him as well. Yeah, I get you. I get you. I think. I think he's a ripping chance, and I'll probably be having a little bit of a dabble on him. Yep. Yep. Nice. Uh, now number eight, right? You are. Do you think it's any chance? No, I don't. But I think he could run. I think he could run your drum into one of the exotics. So I wouldn't be leaving him out. I think he's going really, really well. Now, there's a, it's quite interesting. He, um, his both his father and his mother have both run in a Melbourne Cup. Yeah. All right. So, so you think your boy? He ran third in the 2010, I think, Melbourne Cup, and then. Uh, the damn like a ding ran last in the 2009 cup behind shocking. Yeah, right. I think it was shocking. I think I can't remember which one, but either way, 2009, the year before. So he's been there. They've been there. The family's been there. Let's, uh, you know, I, I actually really like the horse. I think, I think it's a ripping horse. horse. Yeah. I just, the concern I have is whether he's going to run a strong two miles. Yeah, exactly. Like he's a good stayer, but I just don't think. Yeah, two miles is the concern. Yeah, that he was um he wasn't bad in that Caulfield Cup. I think he probably he ran better he than was... people expected. I um I thought he was good in the Caulfield Cup. Yeah. I am probably definitely gonna put him in my exotics, man. I'll be putting him in for third or fourth, I think. Yeah. Just just in case. And we know that Ma Eustace obviously a 
the best trainers of stays here in Australia. Yep, exactly. Now the next one's interesting. Vow and Declare. Yeah, obviously won this race um, a, a while ago. Now um, was in a bit of the wilderness, and he seems to have found his feet again. So he was really, really good in that Caulfield Stakes. So he's got alligator blood form, who obviously came out and was amazing in that Cox Plate. He then went to the Mooney Valley Cup, was again game. Um, he's certainly fit now, and I know that he's going to appreciate the trip. The the worry I have is the barrier and where he's going to end up. Yeah, indeed. I um, I, I got a feeling he's going to run a good race. You reckon? You know, I think so, yeah. I, d- I mean, I don't know. Just just looking at the way he's ticking, ticking over, I think... um. Yeah, I just feel like you. All, he just looks like he's going to run it, run it out. You know he can. Yeah. Um, it is wild that he he's dropped off and then sort of had this. Uh, well, I mean, I guess you could call it a bit of a resurgence. Yeah. Without like many wins, you know, like he's he's just looking kind of like he's back to a bit of form. But I um, yeah, I think I'm going to be throwing him in in the exotics as well. To be honest, I'll, I'll be doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And I'd love to see him win it, to be honest. I would. Just don't know if I yeah. can back him. Oh, I can't be backing him. Not, uh, if he was 50 to 1, I'd consider it. But 27 to 1 with sports bet at the moment, I think it's a bit short. Yeah. Now, Cleveland with Mickey D on, do you think that's any chance? <sighs> the barrier is the worry where he ends up. But I think the thing with Cleveland is what we know is he's going to run the trip. That's got no issues. Like, he's got form overseas upwards of 4,000 metres. Yeah, right. So, He's, he's not, I'm not worried by that. It's just whether he's just going to be outclassed and where he ends up in that map um, from Barry 23. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to steer clear of that one, I think. I think so. And how you how I look at it is he won that Mooney Valley Cup, which was great, but I think there were a lot of horses in behind them that were doing much better work, like Val and Declare, Future History. Um, obviously, Arthur Baskin hasn't done anything, but there was a few others behind that I think are better suited. Yeah, for sure. Um, number 11, Ash Run, K-Mac, so, Ma Eustace. Ash Run again, Ma Eustace. You can never put him out. Now, Ash Run had 1,047 days off before this prep. So if they can somehow get this horse up and running and winning this, it would be some sort of training performance. Mm. Wasn't now, it's bad obvious- in that Geelong Cup. It wasn't bad at all. It started with $5 um, and only went down by 0.3 of a length to Mard, Beat, Salukum, Mr. Waterville, More Felons, Magic Lagoon, First Immortal and Virtuous Circle, all horses that it's probably going to face to um, base on Tuesday. Um, it's got the big runs under its belt. Um, I think it's a good chance. And although I'm very critical of K-Mac a lot of the time, he does got a fantastic record in this race. Has he won a Melbourne Cup? Yeah, he won a one on Almanden. Okay. And, and there was another one that he won on. He's won a few, I think. I think he's won three, maybe. Yeah, really? Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I think it's a interesting runner. I It's another one, actually, that I would be considering um, for exotics. It's definitely in my exotics. Yeah. Now, number 12, this... I don't know how the fuck you say that name. Dyken Sweet Junior. Dyken Sweet Junior, Jesus. Um, um, what do you reckon? No chance. No, I actually really like him. So really, how I, he's one of those ones that you know is going to run the trip. So okay. he's had three starts over the two mile for a first and a third. 
okay. So oh, he, yeah. he he's an absolute stayer. All right, proper. Like I think he ran sixth in the Melbourne Cup last year without actually coming into this. So again, I don't think he's one who's going to threaten to win, but you know he's going to run the trip. And what's going to happen is he'll probably run your drum into fourth or fifth. So put him in your exotics. I don't think he can win the race, but he's one of those horses. Like he's he's coming off a fourth in the Herbert Power. Probably not the best form lines coming into this, but he's been building nicely and he's got a decent amount of runs under, under his legs. I think he's over the odds at 100 to 1. I think he is. I think there's other horses shorter in the market than him that I'd give absolutely no chance to. Yeah, wow, that is interesting. Um, and what about this 13, Akita Sushi? Now, I thought he was very plain in that Caulfield Cup, um, but was he short of his trip? Is he one of those horses that's just a, an out-and-out 3,000-metre-plus horse? Because he's won from one of the distance. Mm. He won by four lengths over there at the Dundalk synthetic. So I don't think you can look at it as a form line, but K-Max jumped off, obviously gets still Gibbons. You, another one that you, I'm not sure where he's going to end up from the Barry and I'm probably willing to risk him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what about Shiraz, the 14? No chance. No yeah. chance. I well, think he'll run last. Surprise he's in the field. He, I think, he, oh, it's me too. I think, I think if it was a wet deck or a heavy deck, I'd be considering him for multiples, but from barrier 22, a horse that's not going that well, I just don't think it has a chance. Yeah, okay. Now, 15 is Lastochka or whatever yeah. it is. Now, a lot you of people well. like this. <laughs> I can see why because you, when you look, go back and look at the form lines, comes out of, excuse me, out of France, has got plenty of 3,000-meter runs under that and performed really, really well. Um, she's a little lightweight thing. So, obviously, carrying the lightweight there of, what, 51 and a half kilos? I'm just trying to look. Yeah. 51 kilos. With Craig Williams on board is a really, really good thing. Um, she's got some good form over there in France, so I wouldn't be ruling her out. Um, the only issue I have is that barrier, barrier 21, where she's going to end up in the map. Mm, yeah, okay. What, what's her racing pattern? Um, to be honest, in all of her races, she's kind of done a bit of everything. I expect her to probably be, well, from that barrier, is he going to waste her up and, and try and get a spot or do you kind of just try and blend in and see what happens? Yeah. I mean, it's, it gets tricky when you get out there, doesn't it? Yeah. Honestly, another really come in. One for the multiples is, you know, that, that she'll run the trip, but again, one I don't think will win. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of these. I'm going to have to make some tough decisions on, uh, decisions on with these exotics. Um, I think next, I think we can pet a pen through the next two. Yeah. What magical lagoon and military mission. All right. Pen. Uh, what about yep. serpentine? Serpentine, I think is going to be our likely leader. Um, he's been building really nicely up to this. Obviously he's not a, he's not a renowned winner, but what we do need to know is he's got that residual fitness from our Queensland winter carnival. And we've seen how much that's stacked up in this spring carnival, both in Sydney and here. He gets dry, um, dry McNeil on board who won this race, um, for Lloyd Williams in these exact silks for, with twilight payment in 2020. Yeah. Okay. All right, so the likelihood is from Barry one he'll take up the running. Um, he's we know he he won that Epsom Derby, which is one of the most brutal staying races in the calendar in Europe because it's pretty much an uphill battle. Um, so he's got stammer and toughness. He's won for the exotics, but I don't think he can win. Okay, all right, yeah, 
I think um I can I can kind of see him fading out late. Yeah. Now nineteen virtuous circle. I think we can put a pen through nineteen and twenty. Okay. I'm surprised virtuous 20. circle got in here. Yeah, no. Maybe on rating because he won the derby. Yeah, okay. I'm uh, not the derby because he ran second in that um ATC derby, maybe. Yeah, okay. That's weird. Uh more felons, penny it. Yeah, it's got to make up 10 lengths on Verborn. It, yes, it, we had a really nice Geelong Cup, but I think there's other horses that I fancy more than it. Okay. And Barry, 24. Yeah, ugly. Um, now, future history? Future history. I think it's been really, really good this prep. So it's had that sixth run, so it's getting upwards of around that 10,000 metres under its belt. Um, it was really good in that Mooney Valley Cup. Now, what was interesting, the stewards – they um, were notified that it was going to be run uh, further back in its run, uh, or it's going to be further back than its normal pattern of leading. Now, that tells me that that run in the Mooney Valley Cup was simply just a run around, and it finished third in that race, which was really nice. So I think it was more just to get it hard fit. Um, Craig Williams has jumped off, but Holly Doyle, she's a, she's Tommy Marquand's, um partner, and she's a great rider. So I think she's a ripping chance. Yeah, I, I like future history. Uh, I think it's a good chance. I think it's going to roll from Barry 13. I think it'll sit just behind Magical Lagoon and, and Interpretation. I think it's going to get the – it'll look the leader at, at some point down that straight. Whether or not it wins, I think, is is a different story. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be throwing it in. Might even have a little on it to win. I um, Yeah, I don't know. There's something about it. I, I'm, I'm a little keen. And yeah. it looks like it's been had a bit of support as well. Yeah, it has. Which is not, which is nice. Now, twenty-two interpretation. Another Mark Eustace. Geez, they got a few runners in this. Yeah, they do, don't they? Now, lightweight horse, hard fit. Won that Bendigo Cup, not by the biggest of margins, but still won. Um, great to see Tio Nugent back after his injuries. Um, horse has ten thousand meters under its belt. Um, it does remind me of High Motion. Now, High Motion won the uh, the Bendigo Cup last year. And then went on to run third in the Melbourne Cup. So I think it'll run the trip. It's just a concern about Barry 17 and where it ends up. Because if it can sit handy, I think it's a really good chance. But if it's right out the back, it's got doesn't have the turn of foot of any of these. Yeah. Okay. Um now we've got number twenty no, sorry. Yeah, twenty two Calipor. Just a winner. No, twenty no chance. No chance at all. No. That giant that run. That Lexus two days ago was junk. Yep. Now this is the last one to Marvel. This is one of my one of my friends here, this horse. I'm with you. <laughs> so loves it. It's it's a proper stayer. It's got six starts at the trip for one win, two seconds, and a third. So not bad. All right. So he's one that I think at 126 to one there's there's been worse shots go around. Yep. I agree. Now, in, Interesting thing has does have the ten thousand meters of racing under its belt, and in that Mooney Valley Cup, you ready for this? I don't. I think a lot of people will miss this. Had the fastest last mile, fourteen hundred meter, twelve hundred meter, thousand meter, and four hundred meters of that Mooney Valley Cup behind Cleveland, vow and declare in future history. Yeah, wow, that's interesting. Um, I, yeah, I've, I've. He's always been such a tough horse. Um, yeah, I've won. He's won me a little bit of money. Um, mm. So I'm going to be having a little something on him. I mean, it'd be yeah. wild if he gets up at 126 to one. But um, yeah, like you said, he's he's definitely a he's, stayer. 
He's a hundred percent one for your multiples. I think you yeah. cannot leave him out. Yeah, no, I will not be. Um, now, so what are your bets going to be? I'm thinking like I don't like just a bit of a disclaimer. I do not back things heavily. Like I don't stake like I normally would. Like in terms of units with this, I'll have a small little wager on each way plays in this race, and then I'm going to have probably a decent wager on this first four that I'm and trifectas. So in terms of my little each-way plays, I'll be back in Sulcum, Absurd, and Gold Trip. I'll be waiting until 15 minutes before the race because I think all of I think Sulcum might stay around that figure. Absurd's been wet with some market support, so it wouldn't surprise me to see it drift again. And I think Gold Trip will drift as well. So I'll be just playing them. Yep, nice. In, ter- in terms of my first four and trifectas, um, for first, I'll be putting down one, three, five, six, seven. The second, I'll be putting one, three, five, six, seven, and fifteen. The third, I'll have one, three, five, six, seven, nine, twelve, thirteen, fifteen, eighteen, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-four. And for fourth, I'll have one, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fifteen, eighteen, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-four. All right. How much do you reckon you'll have to drop on that to get a percentage? I'll probably put down on that one. I'll probably be putting three or four units. Okay. I like that. I might follow you on that. Yeah. Jeez, I'd love to hit one of these first fours. Oh, man. I remember one year. I It was the year that um, – who was it? Remember the chosen one, that New Zealand style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do, yeah. Well, oh, fucking shit me. So I had, I had 18% of $92,000. In the wow. first four, and the chosen one got fourth instead of the fifth horse. It got it on the line. Oh! So I didn't have the chosen one. I had fifth place in there. So That's it killed brutal. me. Brutal. I had. Yeah. I had. Um. Oh, geez, I've had some near misses. That's for sure. Yeah. Nothing but near misses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully, um, hopefully that changes on Tuesday. Exactly. Now, do you want to get anything else of interest for, for Flemington, Randwick, and Eagle Farm? Do you have anything else? Yeah, i got a couple. I'd, I won't go into depth. So the horses that interest me, I'm not betting yet. I like a horse by the name of Reveline in race four there at Flemington. Is a maiden still, I think it's got ability. In race six, there's a, a UK input in the Greys race. Um, not in the Greys. I think it's the Greys race actually called Berkshire Breeze. Um, a European input with some good form lines coming out here. Yep. The best each way play in, is in race eight in Bizo, B-I-Z-O-T. Um, it's now in the field after a scratching. And I'm willing to probably have a two-bet play in race nine, Madame Pomeran Sandstock. Um, in terms of Randwick, be very cautious because there's a lot of rain around. So we've been dealing with fast decks. So just wait to see how the track pulls up. And at Eagle Farm, I've got one that I'm in my black book called Impendor and Race Five. Now it was in a debut. It was on debut on um, the 25th of October. Um, it broke the class record, the race it was in, and it was rocketing home over the thousand metres there at Eagle Farm. So I think the step up and trip's going to be good for it. Um, I think it's a great chance. All right, awesome. Um, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, it will be. All right, man. Well, thanks for that. That was great. Um, Good luck on Tuesday. I'll chat to you. Sounds good, mate. Talk soon. Yeah.